0: Mindfulness Mode, 333. You're
1: going to have to step up, show up, and grow up. Step up and be the person that you're meant to be.
0: Hey, Mindful Tribe, Bruce Langford here, Mindfulness Mode host and mindfulness life coach. Thank you again for joining me today. And yes, like she said, like Raven said, step up, grow up, and show up. That really meant a lot to me. You know, we are all on a journey. Sometimes life seems to just move along beautifully and things click in place and sometimes not so much. So, you know, I think that's like that for most of us, all of us probably. And I know that's like that with a lot of my coaching clients. I mentioned on my last episode, I have two openings and uh, several people reached out to me. So thank you for that. I still have one opening. So if you, you know, you feel like you're stuck, maybe you feel like you're, you've been trying to achieve something in your in your life and maybe mindfulness would make that difference, I can help you. So send me an email, bruce at mindfulnessmode.com and uh, so thank you for all of you who reached out to me. And uh, thank you, too, for uh, to Virginia Mooskies332. That was the last episode. If you haven't heard this, man, check it out. She is fantastic. She's just got so much vim and vigor and, and enthusiasm. And I actually received an email this morning from Alex. And he says, I just listened to your episode 332 with Virginia Mooskies. I loved it. She was inspirational. She was absolutely excellent. Thank you for sharing that episode. I love the show by the way, and have subscribed and shared it with my friends on social media. So today I think you're going to really enjoy my friend Raven. So sit back, relax, and get ready for a great interview. Hey Raven, are you in mindfulness mode?
1: I am always in mindfulness mode. Well. Okay, maybe 75% of the time I'm in realness mode.
0: Well, you're in interview mode a lot of the time. I know that because yes, you have interviewed. Wow, yes, you have yes, interviewed yes. so many people and you're such an expert at it. And I want to Thank share a little you. bit about you with Mindful Tribe. Raven Blair Glover is an interview expert and a talk show host extraordinaire now listen to this jack canfield was quoted as saying you didn't start out that way but now raven you're one of the best interviewers on the planet <laughs> now, imagine jack canfield saying that Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Now, raven has interviewed such stars as lou gossett jr brian tracy ali brown sherry Shepard, and so many others And and get a load of this in 2016 She became the recipient of the Barack Obama Presidential Achievement Award. So, I mean, you can't top that. But speaking of topping, she did this thing with hats (laughs) called Hat Wraps, the first ever patented hat accessory that turns one hat into several looks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so Raven's
0: done quite a few cool things. Raven, what does mindfulness mean to you?
1: Oh well first of all, let me thank you for for having me on. I mean you were on my Super Bowl Monday show. We've been talking about just doing interviews with each other and we connected just really well at the new media summit a year ago. That's right. And- uh, so thank you. I'm pleased My to be with your listeners. Mindfulness mode for me really is just me being laser focused, Bruce on point. You know, mm-hmm. not scattered. And I'm one of those uh, grown up ADHD folks, okay? And I got that bad. And so you know, I really had to develop the art of having uh, a mind, you know, a mindfulness attitude. And being, you know, in mindfulness mode um, and that and we're going to talk about this, that incorporates a lot of different things that I have to do to stay there, because when you're scattered and you've been scattered since you were a kid, you know, my husband says if a fly flies by me, I'm totally off, you know, so I have to have <laughs> tools, you know, to get me back on track, you know, to not be always looking for the next thing. And, you know, uh, you know, years ago, people talked about how we should, um, multitask. And that's the worst thing for anyone wanting to be mindful.
0: That's a complete opposite of mindfulness, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, tell
0: us about your interviewing when you first started. If you, if you were so scattered, how did you do successful interviews? I want to know what they were like when you first started out.
1: You know what? It's so funny. Um, Believe it or not, they weren't structured because uh, you and I were talking before the show. I'm not a corporate structured type of person. Um, I think Alex Mendojian always describes me as um, uh, just with fire and shoot or shooting fire. I don't aim and all that stuff, you know. Yeah. So I'm just kind of just a speak from the heart type of gal. And so one of the things that has uh, led me to my success in interviewing Bruce is just, you know, speaking from the heart. Um, I always like would put bullet points, uh, you know, my topic and four or five bullet points to help me keep my focus and structure there. But other than that, you know, I, I just felt like as long as I spoke from the heart, which one of my mindfulness secrets, insider secrets, I guess you could say, is I'm just a heart, gut, soul type of person. Um, and if I go that route, and I just have my little clues, you know, like when you're driving somewhere for the first time, before we had the the, the apps that can help get us there, we had to rely on markers, right, Bruce? Yes. Well, we we did. remember, there's a there's a yellow sign on this store, and it's on the corner, and this building is, you know, so that's my bullet points are like that. They're my little okay hints, you know. And same thing when I'm speaking live on stage, I can't do a script thing, you know. It just totally takes me away. But if I have my bullet points and if i have my slides and it has a title and a picture i can remember where i want to go does that make any sense or am i just a little complete
0: sense (laughs) it makes complete sense and and raven i'm seeing you right here and seeing the video and everything and behind you you have some amazing pictures of wonderful people i imagine Mm -hmm. you've interviewed a lot of them tell us some of those memorable interviews that you've had and and what came out of them
1: Okay, great. Well, you know, this what they don't see is this picture of different people I've interviewed, not just took pictures with. And uh, it goes all the way down and far further than you can see. But, you know, Lisa Nichols, just to kind of do a few names, um, Lindsay Wagner, the Vina woman. Remember her? Yes, I do. Uh, Anfield, and then I have Master P on one side of me and Russell Simmons. Although now I think he's on the bad boy list, but Hey, what the heck? We'll still bring his name. You know? <laughs> sure, He was, he wasn't on the bad boy list when I interviewed him, Les Brown and oh my, just uh, Sherry Shepard and Allie Brown, Montel Williams, Fran Drescher. I could go on and on. You know, I've been blessed to interview a lot of uh, great people, Bad behind me, Rosie Perez. And here's the thing um, that I teach my clients, you know, If you get a red carpet, uh, thirty second to to not thirty seconds, but two minute to three minute, it's an interview. You know, for sure. You know, so it doesn't have to. Interview doesn't mean to have to be an hour. So of course, Rosie Perez, I just happened to be at an event she was at, and I asked her, could I ask her a couple questions on camera? She said, yeah. So that was an interview. (laughs) There you go. So, And this is what I want people that are tuning in and, and you aspire to be a talk show host. Just get the damn interview. Don't try to figure out if you can do it on audio, video, whatever. Nothing's easier than audio. Press go on that phone and record, you know, get, get, get three questions in there you got the interview part made. Okay. So these are people that I actually put on a vision board. I'm a, I'm a big believer of vision board. And so when I started interviewing, I took pictures of like Jack Canfield, Les Brown, and people that I wanted to interview. And I put them on the vision board. And then I just got really good at asking. And, uh, and the mindfulness part of this is being intentional Okay. Yes. Um, doing my homework, doing the things, not just making a a mindful wish list, but I actually did the work behind it, like researching, finding out about these people, figuring out, you know, what uh, makes them tick. You know, Bruce figuring out why would they say yes to my kitchen table radio show? You know, what was it that's going to get them excited about being on my show? Because they're used to being on CNN, CBS, MSNBC, the big boys, right? Yes. um, even though podcasting is getting popular, they're more on each other's podcasts because, you know, they have podcasts now than us regular folks, so to speak. So us regular folks, we got to really know our stuff to get them to say yes. And so I got good in my research and things like that.
0: Ah, so exciting. Tell me about Les Brown. He seems <laughs> like such a great guy. What was he like to interview?
1: Les Brown was great. He's a speak from the heart type of a guy and he likes to joke and so do I. So we had a really, really good time. In fact, I interviewed him first in 2008 on my Careers from the Kitchen Table show. And then I've interviewed him a couple times after that. But the last time I interviewed him last year, I think we had a better connection because he knew a little bit about my story. How You know, I put my radio show together at the IC unit of a hospital while waiting for my mother to get well. So we, you know... He knew a little bit more about me, the interviewer. And so when I would bring certain things up, you know, it it would remind him, oh, yeah. And then he would talk about different things. And we really connected. I remember, you know, his mother, uh, Mamie Brown, they always say Mamie Brown's baby boy. So Mamie Brown raised him. And so we were talking. He was telling me how she liked uh, to make sweet potato pie. And I was telling him a little bit about my mom. And we were teasing at the end, talking about they both in heaven now watching each other, you know, watching us. So it was really cool. He is just a heart centered guy. And he um, he's so passionate about empowering people and moving people out of the stuck zone, as you know, Bruce, into really being on purpose. Mindfulness stuff, too. He's very mindset oriented type of person and he believes in us finding solutions and not dwelling on the problem i mean his story is so heartfelt and it's so real and so when you run across people like this and you do lots of interviews one thing you learn from them is they are in a no excuse zone (laughs) so whatever excuse you got they ain't going for it right they are not going for it because they've been there they've done that wore the t-shirt drank off the coffee cup so they're figure like you you know i don't want to hear that you know no, no person this is really a less brown thing he he always makes it seem like that you know you're the only person that can get in your way He's all about greatness and tapping into it. But so he's just a wonderful person to interview. And uh, he's pretty much the type of person. All you got to do is ask the question and zip it. Lisa Nichols is like that, too. Uh, Joe Vitale is like that, too. I would say those three out of everybody I interviewed, you don't really have to come with a lot of questions. Just have a few bullet points. Stay on point. Ask the question and zip it let them rip people want to hear from them anyway and they're going to take they're going to carry the show but for
0: sure for sure you
1: got to be careful as an interviewer that you don't let them carry the whole show and you find (laughs) out later because that that's happened to me in the past on other people you find out later that you weren't much of an interviewer you kind of just sat there like a bump in a log right yeah um that's not good either. They need to hear from you. You just need to know when to see the little bit of you in and when to shut up and and let the, let the famous people do their thing.
0: Well, Raven, I love the story you alluded to earlier. You were in the hospital, your mother was having major health problems and a realization Mm -hmm. came to you and it was really a transformation of your life. Could you tell mindful tribe that story, Raven?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And actually, you know, thinking about it, this is perfect for your show because before then I was pretty much just a person that set goals. I always wanted to do something of value, but I really didn't have a a solid plan for getting there. Remember I told you I got ADHD and all that stuff. So I was all over the place, but you know, my son used to tell me, mom, you need to, um, You let the voice inside you guide you. You need to meditate. And I never did that. But then, you know, when mother went into the hospital, it was such a shock for us. You know, it stopped me in my tracks. And all I could do was hear silence, just like you and your listeners here now. Just, Just take a moment and hear this. And hearing that silence... I heard the voice inside me guide me. And it said, as I sat in the chapel, your mom's going to be okay, but you're 55 years old making $10 an hour and she's going to need you more than she's ever needed you before. And you know what, Bruce? The voice inside me, which I choose to believe, was God said, you're going to have to step up, show up and grow up. Step up and be the person that you're meant to be. Mm -hmm. Show up. You got to show up in a big way because you're only making $10 an hour. She's going to be okay, but she's going to need some financial help and grow up. Ouch. That's the one that hurts. You're going to have to take responsibility right. for why you were, your mom had a chain of restaurants and you, she bought you the best clothes. You went to the best schools and still you're 55 years old, making $10 an hour, working 20 hours a week, $200.
0: So you had to balance yourself and not blame yourself, not beat up on yourself, but simply move over and and make room for what was to be. So step up, show up and grow and, up. I love yeah. that.
1: And the grow That's, up was me kind of like Michael Jackson used to say, Bruce, taking a good look at the woman in the mirror and yeah. just like you said, not beat up on myself, but take responsibility you know, your mother then did the right things. They were a little harsh on I me, mean, you know, yeah. but they did the right things. I know a lot of that was rebelling. So I, you know, I had an advantage over people that wasn't raised in a, you know, good home with both parents and, you know, with all this education and stuff mm-hmm. the only thing was in my way. as like Les talks about is I was in my own way and I wouldn't let the greatness come out. But see, you know why? Why? Because my why was never good enough
0: ah.
1: or clear enough. Mm.
0: So but clarity my- is everything, isn't it, Raven?
1: Yeah, my mom being in a hospital with the tubes around her, and she was in ICU unit for three weeks in a hospital for six months. So I lived there with my sister for three weeks. We showered and everything. I start to say shower and shave. <laughs> <laughs> We showered and everything, and stayed there for three weeks. And here's the thing: now, I love my sister, but I'm gonna—I want to say this so that your your listeners will understand mindfulness. Right. So here's two people going through the same thing at the same time in the same place. So they had um, they had a ward, ICU ward, and they had two computers and we had to share it with all the other people waiting there for their families. So my sister would be on the computer and she would look at the video, two videos, Beyonce and all her favorite. And that's how she passed her time. Right. I heard a man on a conference call by the name of Alex Mendoza and say the quickest way to become an expert is to interview experts. Right then, my mindfulness mode kicked in because I knew I had to step up, show up and grow up and I had to do it quickly. So I said, wow, I've been in sales for all these years. I have a gift to gab and I'm a great listener. I'm going to start a show called women power and it's going to empower baby women, women to go for their dreams. And no matter what, and I'm going to interview people that have been in a situation I'm in and my listeners in, and they figured it out and they're going to bring strategies and stuff. And so right then I took a yellow piece of paper. Your listeners can't see it, see it, but you can just a yellow piece of paper. I drew down the line. I said, what am I going to do? And where do I begin? What do I need to do? And where do I begin? And so I made that list. I just brain dumped, and I ran around the hospital and said, I'm going to start a show. It's going to be called women power. It's going to empower baby women to go for the dreams no matter what. And they got excited because I got excited. And they said, when the hospital staff leaves, the heads, the boards leave, you can, and managers, you can come behind our desk and use that computer and stay there all night and do your research. Wow. February 6, 2006, April 23rd, 2006, I launched my first show from the kitchen table called Women Power. And it's gone on to win multiple awards. And that's how it began. So two people at the same time with two different mindsets, one passing the time, both caring, the love and everything was there. And one realizing it's time for me to step up, show up and grow up.
0: That's so incredible. That's such a great story. Now, I want to shift direction here and talk about how you, Raven, became an inventor. You got into this hat thing, and I think this has got to be a cool story, and I don't know it, so I want to hear this.
1: <laughs> well, that's uh, thank you for asking that. What happened is, I um, after Michael Jackson passed away, I just loved him so much, I took on wearing fedores. And my husband, who's a Grammy music mixing engineer, he used to work for Michael Jackson in and Princeton and a lot of stars back then. So I kind of just like uh, loved dancing on Michael Jackson's song, uh, one of the ones my husband uh, did, and then uh, behind the mask. And then I wore his hats, And I started doing this all the time. And people started recognizing me for my fedoras. And whenever I speak, I would kind of dance up the aisle. So it would begin to be a trademark. And so one time we went to a conference to speak, and I was going to be there for four days. And I carried a purse full of about 10 hats. Mm -hmm. different colors. And then I took some suits and stuff with me. I got tired of carrying those hats everywhere I went. My husband got tired of me going to him to drive me around to find these hats with glitter. And so one night at three in the morning, I woke up and I wrote him, I went to my office and I wrote down hat wraps. I told my husband my idea and he took me to the fabric store. We brought them, we pinned them and found a way to kind of get my vision because I'm not someone that can sew. Someone introduced me to someone that does sew and does custom things. And we had about 20 made. We did a little fashion show uh, about a a year and a half ago and started the patent process. And that's how we came up with the hat wraps. And so it gives you, um, Joe Vitale calls, says I should change it to 10 and one hats because you can take, now I can take one hat or two. I usually like to take two different colors. I take Uh a purse, a little zipper bag full of about nine or 10 wraps. And you've seen me before. event, And then I just change them out to match my suits and tops.
0: Ah, that's very clever. <laughs> so it's it's one or two basic hats, and then you mm-hmm. use the wrap to change them. That is incredibly clever. Yeah. And you've patented. It must have been a big job to patent that idea. Oh, my
1: God. Not just expensive job. Oh, <laughs> yeah? expensive job to do it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, here's the thing, though. I want people and your listeners to really get this. My whole journey changed at the age of 55. Yeah. So all this and even getting the Presidential Lifetime Achievement Award, it was signed by Barack in 2016, but I actually received it, I believe, in March of 2017. You know, but he that was when he was out of office. So everything had to be signed before. But what I want your your listeners to understand is don't look at where you're at today, because when you're in the mindfulness mode, and you have strategic plans to back up your ideas and visions and you do the work, it doesn't matter where you're at today. My mother is not alive now, but I know her and my dad both are smiling in heaven because I was all over the place. They used to say I would get it. I would sign up for a hundred different things and do maybe a partial of one thing. You know, I never could stay on track. I let the fact that I had ADHD and all that stuff throw me off. And all it took was my why being big enough, which at the time was my mom and be able to uh, take money that I didn't have. Yes. Money I didn't have and invest in people like you Bruce and people like myself and many of the people you've interviewed for mentors and masters to take me to the next step, to give me the structure in a way that I can follow. I think too many of us, number one, and this goes back to mindfulness mode, we're not clear of what we even want. We're so busy living life for kids and husbands and girlfriends and boyfriends and, you know, everybody else. And you may be skilled at something, but that may not be your passion. So you have to find your passion and then be clear of where you want to go, what you want to do and have a structure, have a strategy, have a formula, have a process that's going to take you from A to Z, you know, and you got to love what you do. If you don't love it, get past the money. The money is not important. You know, you think it is, but in the long run, if you're not doing what you, what you want to do, Hey, we all could find ourselves in the place where my mother was. And I often wonder when she was laying there, was she thinking about, you know, wow, I live my life to the fullest. I did everything I did. Or was she thinking about all the things she didn't do, you know, and yes. that, that keeps me doing stuff. Because I'm like, okay, when my time come, if it comes and I'm laying in that hospital and all I can do is lay there in a bed and think about what I've done and what I didn't do, I want to say I live my life to the fullest. I served people. I did the things I wanted to do. I may not been a millionaire or a trillionaire because it's not about that. It's your lifestyle, Bruce, my lifestyle, and the listeners' lifestyle, we choose the lifestyle. And it may not even be about money. How many people do you know that are millionaires and billionaires and they're miserable?
0: yeah you're absolutely right. It doesn't yeah. need to be about money. It shouldn't be all about money. It should be about your passion, what brings you joy, and how you help other people at least in my case in your case. I know that you help so many you help so many people through coaching. Tell us a story about someone whose lives you've you've whose life you've transformed through coaching.
1: oh my god I'd love to. we just lost one of um one of my favorite radio hosts and people that been that was in my mastermind well, since 2014. She passed this year. Her name was Mary Smith Moore, and Mary. She had 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 a stroke, you know, she um, had problems with her hands. She walked with a cane, but she ended up being a three time award winning talk show host. Uh, she ended up writing books, you know, taking her voice, taking her content from her show, creating products, uh, her faith and forgiveness institute and all this stuff. And before she, we, you know, she got in a mastermind, became a radio host. She was just someone that was um, that was a survivor of stroke. And then she was able to change her whole life around. She interviewed um, Martin Luther King's niece, Alveda King. She interviewed some other greats. And people were getting to know Mary all over the place. Well, she recently passed. And her husband, um, we did a ceremony on her. And her husband called me, thanking me for all the different things that she had accomplished. And we shut the radio station down for a whole day because I own my station. And we played nothing but her. And a, we had another host, uh, pass, Pastor said and we played their interviews all day long. Uh, she was in her magazine, uh, our Amazing Women magazine, when she was alive. She'd done so many different things. And right now we're putting together a package that we'll, we'll have for him by Christmas that's going to be all her own shows, packaged in a CD series, all her books she did, everything that she done and invested in, I want him to have it for memories. You know, wow. What a great supported story. Her, but he really didn't understand what she did. She, He just knew that she was changing. She was getting these awards and she was full of life to the end. So we want to package everything and send it to him. And I'm getting ready to release the first ever, Bruce, the first ever in history book that is going to honor 50 talk show host influencers, best Interviews, and that's going to be released next month. And Mary's on the cover because she invested Wonderful. in it. And before she passed, we're going to feature her Alvita King interview in that book. And, and so she is gone, but still, she'll still be remembered.
0: Oh, that is a fantastic story, Raven. Raven, I wanna I wanna ask you a question about bullying. Do you have a story you can share with us about bullying, whether it was when you were a child or in your adult life, in your business life, your life as an interviewer, where mindfulness would have made a, a difference?
1: You know what? I'm glad you asked me that question. I was thinking about that today and I was like, you know what? I can't say I ever was bullied. I can say that I was probably someone that was looked at as a bully, oh. not to the extent of a bully as today, because they're really bad today, but this was years ago. Um, So I can see myself when I think back in grade school and stuff, I was in fights and all this kind of stuff and probably talked a little hard for people. And guess what? Bring it back to mindfulness. It was because my parents were very strict on me. We used to get whippings and stuff like that. And it was the fact that I was just kind of letting out anger because of what I was going through. Okay. And I believe, not as an excuse, but I believe people are a product of their product. Many abusers become, many people that have been abused become abusers, right? Many Mm -hmm. people that were on drugs, uh, that are on drugs now, their intentions were never to be on drugs, but they were brought around that. And so a lot of times people take their anger, they're really angry at themselves or what they're going through and they take it out on those that are weaker. So, um, you know, that's why I'm so glad now I get a chance to service and I've become such a better person and, and all that. And when I thought about your show and I know you're about bullying, I would have to say that. I probably would have been considered someone that bullied those that were, that seemed to appear to be more timid and stuff because of the anger. So with that said, one of the things that I had to do to change my life was read and listen to audios and videos. I had to do a lot of reading, um, interviews. Well, They were my therapy Mm. because I couldn't afford therapy. So what I got to do, I made a list of people that could help me. And as much as I love my audience, I asked them the questions that I needed to know because I, I needed to get better. And it certainly has helped me. Am I where I want to be? No, but like that old saying, thank God I ain't where I used to be. Right. And so I hope that answers your question. It does. On the, um, on the bullying thing. Um, and I just want to tell people, if whatever you did in the past, the good news is you can correct it. It's not something I'm proud of. I don't even know if anybody called me a bully. I'm just looking at that term now. And yeah. because I knew your show was about that, I really meditated on it. And I said, well, you know, I was probably bullying people that were more timid because I had right. so much anger. And, you know, when my mother got ill, really mindful sit. Uh, mindfulness mode here is I had to switch my mindset, not because I couldn't think about the weapons and the things that made me mad about mom and probably didn't like, and probably even hate it at times. I had to look at, this is my mama. And regardless of the person she, she was sometime, I know in her heart, she did what she thought was right because my mother ancestors were slaves. And they were used to being beat and whipped. You see what I'm saying?
0: Wow. And so remember
1: we talked about being a product of the product? So what did she do? She passed on and most African-Americans will tell you they got whippings a lot. And it was so everyday-ish because their ancestors and their ancestors and their ancestors did that. And so I didn't excuse my mom, but I stopped waiting for the sorry because she was a strong woman and that just was not her thing. Right. And I just stepped up, showed up and growed up. And and wow. then when I think about this certificate with the presidential uh, president, Barack Obama's name on it. I think about those times. I think about the Raven that, um, you know, went through a tough childhood. Um, and I think about the Raven. You heard me say this as Steve's a uh, new media place that sat in, in the closet in the uh, 90s, considering taken her life because I felt like I didn't have any value. I felt like nobody recognized me for my work. Nobody cared to hear what I had to say. And so to get the presidential lifetime achievement award and the presidential pin, it means more than I can ever describe.
0: Oh, it's, it's just amazing. It really is. Raven, as we move toward the end of the interview, I want to ask you five quick answer questions. The first one is this. Okay. Who is one person who has influenced your mindfulness?
1: No doubt. Alex Mendozian. He was the person that I heard say the quickest way to become an expert is to interview experts and interviewing has been my therapy. It's been my passion it's been my life work now, and I will forever be thankful for Alex for seeing that. Wow.
0: How has mindfulness affected your emotions?
1: Well, it's helped me be a calmer person. Um, it's helped me to be more clear of where I'm going, more laser focused. It's helped me to understand sometimes I got to go on lockdown to get things done. And this is what I teach my clients. Lockdown is where you cut off your phones and you text and you contact the people that you need to get in contact with family member and stuff and say, Hey, for the next 24 hours, 48 hours weekend or week, I'm on shutdown. I'm on lockdown because I'm going to finish this book. I'm going to finish this. I'm going to finish that and finish the project. And it helps me to be on purpose with a definite of purpose.
0: I like that. Tell us how breathing is part of your mindfulness practice.
1: Oh, wow. Meditation helps me to breathe, um, to have my breathing in balance, okay? Where I'm not that anxious, (sighs) I'm trying to rush and stuff. Because when I get anxious, my blood pressure shoots up. Okay? So I've had to learn to be calm and take deep breaths. inhale and exhale and push out the negative and suck in the positive and just, just when I, when you let go, kind of like a balloon, let let go of it and feel yourself being free to be you. So having um, a, a pattern of breathing calmly and breathing rhythmatically, you know, has helped me stay clear, be more positive, be more focused, and like I said, be more on purpose with a definite purpose.
0: Yeah, and who doesn't need to be more on purpose, yeah. Raven? If you could, can uh, recommend a book related to mindfulness? What book would that be?
1: You know, mm, um. I'm going to say for me, it would probably be Jack Canfield's Success Principles. And even though it's not a quote unquote mindfulness book, you know, like the power of mindful, uh, being mindful and things like that, the strategies in it helps you to have more than the mindfulness or the mindset, but to have strong, powerful strategies to help you get there. You know, right. and I was pretty, as Les Brown say, hungry for success. So it's pretty easy for me to flip my mindset from negative to positive and be in a mind mindfulness mode. But the strategies and the structures and not being all over the place is what really has helped me.
0: Terrific. Do you use any apps to help you be more mindful?
1: No, I don't. I don't use any apps, but what I do use is what they call mind gems. And um, and that is where there are certain things that I do, certain exercises that I do, like I'll take um, my most dominant hand and I'll put it, you know, uh, above my eyes on my temple and I'll say an affirmation and I'll meditate and hold it for for about 12 seconds, you know? And then there's things that you can do that can release the frustration or the anger and things like that. So I'll do little exercises like that. And then another thing that I love doing is I'll listen to The Secret and I'll have it playing in my background as I do my work during the day. And then nobody can hear it but me. Sometimes I might even have my headset on and I might be making cold calls, which I call gold calls instead of cold <laughs> calls, because <laughs> I'm going for the gold, baby. And I'll have it playing in my ear where the people I'm calling can't hear. And I tell you, I usually get a sell when I have it on because it's helping me stay positive. It's helping me to expect the best. It's Is feeding my mind as I do my daily activities. Does that make sense?
0: That does. And you are such an inspiration, Raven. You really are. I mean, making all this happen at the age of 55 and not looking back. You just did it and... And I love so many things that you've said, you know, especially step up, show up and grow up. We all have to do it enough with the blaming, enough with being a victim, Mm -hmm. enough with just saying I'm going to do it. No, step up, step up, show up and grow up. So it's been such an honor having you on the show, Raven. How can we connect with you and learn more about what you do?
1: Well, thank you for having me on again, Bruce. And thanks to all of your listeners for tuning in. And um, if you'd like to connect with me in any way, you love to be, have your own podcast or radio show or more radio show, I don't do podcasts. Or if you love to learn the art of interviewing, or if you like to get a free copy of my Talk Show Magic book, then I invite you to email me at Raven. Uh, no, let's do this one. talk show Maven. Talk show M-A-V-E-N, at gmail.com. On the subject line, put Bruce Show and give me your contact information. I'm a person that loves to connect via the phone and I'll call you, find out how I can assist you, give you a free strategy session. And whether we move forward or not in any business, I'll make sure you'll get my Talk Show Magic book. And at least that'll be some great information in there to show you how to be an irresistible host, how to create world-class, content and how to get out there and ASK the big boys for that interview, baby. Yes. yes.
0: Yeah. And I'm telling you, if you want to be a great interviewer, connect up with Raven because she is, she has learned it. That path is behind her. She's an amazing, amazing interviewer. So talk show magic is the book that you're going to get to get started with this, but send the email, send it now. And remember it if you're listening at the gym or you're in the car remember this talk at gmail.com and send that email and put Bruce in the subject line and uh, that you want to learn more about being a great interviewer. And what is the best website to go to to see more about what you do? Right?
1: Yeah. Amazingwomenofpower.com. That's my station, amazingwomenofpower.com. And you can just click on contact us and that will get you to me as well. Either way, just be sure to put uh, Bruce uh, mindfulness mode so that we don't know that you came from him for sure right
0: in that subject line you are yeah.
1: awesome this has just been great you know it's been wonderful to um, be able to be on a show like yours and think back because i think sometimes we get so busy doing our thing that we forget every now and then we got to pause for the calls and go back to the basics. So I want to thank you for reminding me of how, you know, things have changed and maybe I need to go back to the basics on some things. And I invite your listeners to have that mindfulness mode that sometimes You may just need to go back where you started from. If you find your business is going up and down like ours do, technology is changing my business. So I got these ups and highs and lows. So I want to invite your listeners to take a moment and go back to the basics. And and sometimes you'll find the missing thing, the missing key right there is there where you started.
0: Yeah, that missing thing. Sometimes it's right in front of your nose. You know, I've certainly experienced that. So check out Amazing Women of Power, the podcast, and hear Raven interview wonderful people. And thank you again for the honor of having you on my show, Raven. It's been wonderful.
1: And thank you, too. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you. Stay in that mindfulness mode. You'll be so glad you did. (laughs) Absolutely. Bye now. Thank
0: you so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For show notes for every episode, check out mindfulnessmode.com and type the guest name or episode number into the search bar. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you could help us out by subscribing to Mindfulness Mode wherever you listen. Maybe it's iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever. Hit subscribe and share. Subscribing and sharing helps keep Mindfulness Mode on the air. Subscribe and share, share, share. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.